In this episode, I share with you some certain ways to start speaking and also thinking about speaking to people that will allow you to stop their world. I've been studying language, uh, sales, psychology, marketing psychology for a very long time. And I've found some very effective language patterns, hypnotic patterns, where you speak to people and you can quickly bypass the mental filter that we all have. We're all busy and uh, we all have this filter where we're deleting and distorting information that's coming in. But when you speak to people and you know certain ways of using language to your benefit, all of a sudden you can get your audience or your potential, your best clients to stop, to consider, to listen. So I'm going to be leaning into more language conversations on this podcast. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Tadu, and it's time to master the art of real heart alignment, where you live, work, and play from your personal power as energy aligns, your gifts flow, and life simply works. These life-changing conversations are designed to help you to see what you're not seeing, hear what you're not hearing, and to be who you're not being, as the world needs more heart-centered leaders now more than ever. Are you ready to say no to living a half-hearted life and say yes instead to boldly living from a place of real heart alignment? Welcome to the Adam Kadu Podcast. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Adam Kadu Podcast, which we might have a surprise here soon. We're considering changing the name to step into a different branding. More on that later on. But today we are going to start the conversation where this falls in my second pillar in my heart-centered selling method all about heartfelt language and persuasion. Because look, you could have a strong personality, a ton of personal power, a lot of strong energy, and you can know strategies and approaches. You can know how to get in front of people and how to effectively um, you know, do presentations and things of that nature. But if you're just using that energy to force and to press, press and trying to convince people to take action and to do things, for one, for most of us heart-centered people, it's just icky and it's exhausting. It's one of the fastest ways to burn yourself out when you're trying to push. However, there's also this opportunity for you to master language. Because there's certain instances, and I'm going to share a fun example with you in just a minute, where when you say things to someone, their mind actually kind of gets boggled up. They don't really know what happened or aren't really aware of it. But all of a sudden, they're present and they're listening. And so when you can use language to your advantage to get people to stop, to listen, to consider, to think about that which you are presenting and sharing with them, all of a sudden you have a great advantage to not only stop people on social media that are scrolling, 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 but also you get a chance to connect deeper with these people. And I know the word persuasion has kind of a negative connotation to it, but persuasion is a huge, important part of our lives. I mean, if indeed you're a parent <laughs> or think about us as kids, our parents needed to be able to persuade us, to influence us, to act a certain way. We needed to be you know, taught and directed, if you will. But when you come down with force, in this hard energy, in this pushing energy, 
it doesn't really align with the person you're speaking to, that's more scare tactics, manipulation, icky things that we just don't want to get into. Because the last thing we want to do is force people into your offers, into your programs to say yes to whatever you're selling for them and for us to realize that they're not the absolute best people for you. So instead of forcing and pushing, let's use language in a way that gets the results you're after. So yet again, in my heart-centered selling method, the second pillar is all about heartfelt language and persuasion. So I'm going to give you some examples here today. So as a kid, there was this funny saying that I heard over and over and over again, because uh, one of my, I won't say my favorite movies, but we had like, I don't know, like 30 VHS tapes of movies that my parents had recorded off of like HBO or whatever. So we could watch over and over and over again. And one of those was Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> And the movie, right? Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's movie, his great adventure. That's it, Pee-wee's great adventure. And I know, man, you know, it's hard to even talk about Pee-wee because it was like, he was just such a crazy guy. And then he ended up getting in trouble for some wacky stuff, which just kind of tarnished his name. And he also, uh, anyways, did some movies. I think he was in the movie Blow or something like that. So <laughs> kind of just went a different direction. But Pee-wee had this saying that even when I say it to myself, it literally stops my world. It just stops me. Like, I don't know how to rebuke it. I don't know how to stay in motion with my thoughts and what I was thinking because it stops me. His quote was, I know you are, but what am I? And so if somebody calls him a name or says something, he says, I know you are, but what am I? It's like, wait, wait a minute. Like, how do you even answer that? It's like you throw another dig at him and he's going to use the same one. It really stops you. And that is actually a, a language pattern called apply or return to self. And there's multiple language patterns that have the same impact when you deliver it right. And here's the key here is there's going to be a lot of instances where you have different connection different rapport with people. Like say for an example, your best friends from childhood, you could say certain things in a certain way. You don't have to be so politically correct or you can kind of uh, push on them a little bit more and they're not going to get triggered. But sometimes if you say things in a way and you have ill intentions or you're just trying to stick it to somebody with this pattern, this language pattern, then chances are that could kind of trigger somebody or put them off. So you want to make sure that you know where you are in rapport. But even if I have certain people that are new to me, I can tastefully use this pattern to get them to stop their old ways of thinking. And that's absolutely huge because a lot of times we are met with an objection or a resistant when it comes to a sales conversation or presenting an offer. People are kind of digging their heels up. They're stuck in their way. And if we're trying to say, uh, if we're trying to overcome their perspective, by simply just adding stuff on top of it, say, no, you're not. No, actually, this could work well for you. This, that, the other thing. We're not uprooting their belief. We are not stalling their belief or at least getting it out of the way temporarily to have a powerful conversation. And so I know a lot of salespeople and early stage entrepreneurs are simply just utilizing energy 
to try to get people to move. So say for an example, it's like, yeah, I can't afford this. People are, you know, sometimes salespeople are going to be like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, you probably can. It's probably be more affordable than you think it is. And so it's like, no, they have this belief. And if we're just adding stuff on top of the belief, it's not going to get them to change their belief. Probably is just going to have them feel like they're not heard or validated, validated or seen. But when you can say things in a certain way, all of a sudden there is this clearing, this opening of space where they let go, even if it's temporary, of their belief in order to be open to a new belief. So this pattern, right? I have come across in numerous conversations because one of my programs, yet again, is heart-centered selling. And I know certain people say, I don't have the personality for sales or I'm not good at sales. And I can have uh, a little fun with them. If they say, I'm no good at sales, I can simply say, well, you're doing a pretty good job selling yourself on being not good at sales. And it just kind of stops you. It's like, oh, I am, right? So all of a sudden they can have this moment of clearing just by me using this return or apply to self pattern. And it's fun, right? Because then you're uh, almost entertaining them. You have a, a sort of likability to you. If I say this, forcefully or to try to push them to be like, well, you're doing a good job selling yourself on that, right? Probably not going to set well. So the energy must be there. And the energy is the first pillar of my heart center selling method. Powerful presence, right? We've got to be able to quiet our mind, to listen, to be open and to connect with our hearts. Today we're talking about language. And so this return or apply to self can be used at numerous instances. And it's just one of many patterns. So if I was to have somebody say, oh yeah, I, I like this, I love everything about this, but I just can't afford it. I could simply use that pattern and say, okay, I, I got you, I hear you. I hear you say you can't afford it, but is it that you can't afford it? Or is it that you can't afford not to do this? Right, I'm putting it back into their court. Right, by simply asking a certain question, all I did was ask a question. And also questions are so freaking powerful in these enrollment conversations. If ever I'm in doubt, or if ever I don't quite know right in that moment where to take somebody next or what else to flush up, I will just simply ask another question. Because our minds think in questions and answers. So we've also got to get good at using that, knowing that to ask ourselves good questions, to stay in the question because that stops our world as well. The right question at the right time will stop your world, which opens up the possibility for a new way of thinking. And so how often when you present an offer or if you have a sales conversation, besides the questions of, oh, where do you want to be? What's getting in the way? Right? How often are you asking these questions that actually get somebody to stop and to listen? Because if I just ask somebody, oh, where, where do you want to be? It's already automated. Oh, I, I want to be here. I want to do this. I want to do this. Oh, what's getting in the way? Oh, it's something about this, something about this. But if I use this apply to self, if I flip something back onto them to give them a little nudge of tough love, but knowing it's coming from a good place, 
all of a sudden this conversation shifts. And they sit and they think. Because we are so much on autopilot throughout our days. Whether it be just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling on social media, or whether it be just talking about the same things we talk about all the time in our business. And if you can get somebody on social media or a webinar or a one-to-one conversation, if you can get it to where their brain actually stops for a minute, then all of a sudden you can lead more effectively. Because at the end of the day, people don't like to be sold to, but they do need to be led. And I have a number of people that come into my world thinking that they don't have the personality for sales because they see these hard charging people, uh, just dominating conversations, quick witted, always answering, you know, a, a question with, with another question, things of that nature. But it really is in this day and age where so many people are becoming more sensitive, they are taking a little bit more time to make a decision because we the last few years are just like we're living in this place of we can't really trust what's going on. And so when we have these hard charging peeps coming at us and we're heart centered, it's hard for us to accept everything they're sharing as truth. But when you can slow down, when you can think, when you can listen, when you can be present to what's really going on underneath the surface. Because objections, for the most part, are a smokescreen. Yes, there's peeps that don't fit your program. They don't fit with the criteria of the person you're looking for, for a client, which is completely fine. And there's also a lot of people that want your program and need your help, but they're going to throw up an objection because they're scared, right? So I'm always sitting, being present, looking or the question underneath the question, or to see what's going on underneath the surface. So language, leading language. Another great way to lead people in language is to get them to access how they view or hear information, how they receive information, because we're either visual, usually, or we're auditory, auditory, or we're kinesthetic, right? We feel, we've got to feel into things, we've got to get our hands on it, we've got to get in motion to be able to understand if this is the right path for me. And so, for an example, if I say, imagine for a moment that the next sales conversation you have with somebody, it's the easiest thing you do all day. It's literally a conversation. You're excited about it, you're asking the right questions. You're equipped to handle objections very easily to where it doesn't feel like you're forcing somebody into saying yes. So I actually ask you to imagine. So hopefully you took a moment and you're starting to think if I had a sales conversation, am I on Zoom with somebody, right? Or am I in person? You know, you're starting to visualize. I'm getting in your mind. And so when you ask people to imagine for a second, or if you say, look, that's going to have them access the visual side of themselves. Or there's numerous ways to do this. Like, try this on. How does this feel? How does this feel for a second? Right? And so they're going to feel into it. And when you can, and this is getting into a little advanced, I'll record a podcast on this at some point. uh, When you can 
know right away, especially in a one-to-one environment or a group environment, when you can know right away how somebody accesses or receives information, whether it be, like I said, the main ones are visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. When you can know that by reading somebody, all of a sudden you can speak their language by using words, language that help them to get in this place of receiving the language like they like to receive it. Do it again. Listen. Oh, listen. Listen to this. Right? That's having them to actually listen. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Tell me if this sounds good. Getting them to listen. Right? And so sometimes on a webinar, you don't really have that capacity to know how people access information or receive information. But you can cover your ground. You can talk to the visual people. You can talk to the auditory people. You can talk to the feelers in the room. And all of a sudden, we're speaking different. It's not just about the messaging and, you know, and, and the pillars and the uh, features and the benefits and, you know, the uh, problem and the solution and the unique selling proposition and the positioning and all that stuff. It's about getting to the heart of where people are speaking to them in a way that they actually consume and consider what you're sharing with them. And so I'm going to be leaning in more to language conversations on the podcast and also on IG. You can follow me over there, Adam Kadu. Send me a note. Let me know you listen to this podcast episode. I'd love to hear from you. I love connecting with the listeners. And also try some of these on for yourself. The apply to self is simply taking what they're saying and flipping it back to them. You know, if somebody was saying, hey, uh, why are you so mean? I would probably simply say, oh, that's a very mean thing to say. I'm just putting it back to them and they don't really have anywhere to go with that. It stops them. And it's fun, right? It actually lightens the tension a little bit. And that's just one of many ways to use language to your advantage. Because there's a difference between messaging and positioning and also drilling down to use language in a way that helps to facilitate that message so it reaches the right person and connects with them in the right way. So wanted to switch it up a little bit, start talking language patterns on this podcast to give you some more concrete, tangible ways to connect deeper with your audience and your ideal clients. Because this is how we win in this day and age. No longer are we pushing and forcing, as a lot of people would teach you in sales, it's not for me. If I push or force or or prod somebody, guilt them into making a decision, I'm going to wear that energy and it's going to freaking zap me. But if I care deeply for that person and I utilize language to help them to make an empowered decision for themselves. I'm doing my work and I feel good about it. And it not only doesn't zap my energy and leak energy, but it actually fuels me. It actually fills me up. So there's a more aligned way for you to speak to people. And we'll be sharing more on that podcast. So stay tuned. Try that on. Have some fun with it. And until next time, go all in. Walking your path with heart. So that way you can stay in alignment 
You can stay in your personal power. You can stay grounded and you can help more people. Thank you for listening. Much love to you. More to come. Talk soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Adam Kadu podcast. If you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that way more people can hear about us. So here's the thing. If you are ready to master the art of selling from your heart, then I would love for you to get on the wait list to be first notified next time we open the doors to our flagship program, Heart-Centered Selling Mastery. Well, you'll not only learn how to enroll more people into your vision and into your programs, but you'll also begin to lead from a powerful place of heart alignment. So if you are interested in that at all, go to adamkadu.com forward slash heart, and I'll see you on the inside.